Views expressed on this program are those of the sponsors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Indices mentioned are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Asset allocation and diversification strategies cannot assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated. 105.9 FM and AM 630 WMAL. This is Plan for Life Now with your hosts, Dave Murray and Steve Kiliani. Good morning, everybody. All right. It's an exciting morning. Oh, my gosh. Now, you didn't really give me a heads up here. Am I being replaced? Is that is that what's going on here today? No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> no, no, it's a special. We have a special guest. And if you listen to this show every week, you know that we not only don't have special guests, we have no guests. No. But we I'm have a special guest. We like to hear ourselves talk. We don't need other people to exactly, talk. Exactly. But we have a special guest. It's Eric, my son, Eric. He's my youngest of three. Eric, say hi. Hey, everyone. Hey, Ooh, you're nice. on the air. Nice deep radio voice takes after he's got that. his dad. He's got that going. So we have Eric on for an important reason, which is mainly we're going golfing after this, and he's here. That's nice. There's no other reason Eric That's... would be up for this show. Eric's not like, oh my gosh, my dad does a really cool job. He does financial planning, and he's on the radio. So I would love to, you, you know, know, as a college freshman, go in and see what my dad does. No, it's like, hey, he's never heard this show before. Have you ever heard this show before? Once or twice when we oh. went golfing Sunday morning. Right. Okay. So besides... <laughs> so you like to turn it on. <laughs> so besides going out for free golf right. for him, he's never heard this show before. But that's okay. So and this is your first time on the air, and he doesn't get like... You do have one good quality. You're not like nervous. I said driving over, you want to go on the show? He goes, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Whatever. <laughs> I'm talking to old people anyway. None of my friends will be listening. <laughs> but so I had to think then of... Like, why are we having Eric on, or how in the world does this tie into financial planning? <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, maybe it just has something to do with the type of firm we are as we sort of try to explain to you, the listening audience, why would you want to work with us? So far, Well, to put your son on the radio, nepotism is not in general. Yeah, normally when I hear different radio shows bring their kids, like, you know, bring your kid to work day, it never really goes over well. They try to get their kids to talk on the air, and it just it, it falls flat. But I think what we came up with was this idea when you're trying to pick an investment firm. There's a lot of different choices out there. I mean, you can pick from big national firms. You can pick from smaller local firms, regional firms, all sorts of different sizes. So when we look at our firm, the way we've structured ourselves, the way we've positioned ourselves, when you work with us, it really is working with us. Right. And we say this a lot on the radio that if you decide, hey, I'd like to come to one of your seminars or I'd just like to schedule a consultation with you guys, it actually is Dave and I. We're actually the ones sitting down with you. And that's a, a conscious choice that we have made as far as do we hire people? Do we simply, you know, we're the marketing end of things, and then we hire people, and they're the ones that go out and meet with people. That's not what we have done. No. But 
we've also had sort of an eye towards the future that maybe someday we would be in that realm of having other people come right. in. Because, you know, I think there's something to that. You have the, if you can have a scenario where maybe some of your kids do get in, and we're not saying Eric, you, well, Eric's business major. Eric, tell him what you're up to. Uh, I'm a freshman at the University of Maryland. You're going to be a sophomore. Going to be a sophomore next year. Wait, did you have to declare a major already? Or? No, I'm declaring second semester sophomore year. Okay. I'm going through the ropes right now, taking so you, a marketing class next year. Have you taken all the prerequisites to yeah, get into business? Yeah, and there, there's some uh, freshman events where they try to teach you how to network, okay. etiquette dinner. Yes. All right. <laughs> and and um, so you think business might be one of those paths you go down? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's in the business school. So. Oh, he is yeah, already. So I didn't. It's a good start. That oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm already in. Okay. Yeah. So, so he I, might go. I'm into much more the... familiar with the first grade curriculum than I am with you know college curriculum. Yeah, but this is part of my point. So, Eric. So, I have three kids. You know, he's my youngest. He's freshman at Maryland. He may. Who knows what you're going to do when you major in business? I think business is the new liberal arts. It's like okay, I'm in business. There's a million different avenues. What well, does that mean exactly? You sort of find your way. But. I mean, from my experience, a lot of people would major in business because their parents would be say, oh, yeah, that's a good thing. And, you know, I'll keep paying the tuition because you're doing that. Well, actually, not. my wife and I said a good thing would be engineering. Yeah, that was but, the opposite. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they told me not to do business. I kind of just went with it. Wow. I had a lot of friends who did that where it was, you know, they wanted to major in philosophy or you know, Eastern Asian studies and their parents, no, nah, I'm not going to pay unless you go into business. Right. Well, now that actually makes me feel better about business. Okay. It was sort of like engineering would seem like, but he, right. I mean, my kids should make their own decision, even if it is Eastern Asian philosophy. If that's what you're into, cool. Well, but I'm glad, I mean, you know, on the scale of things where you could actually have a job in the future, which should be part of it, I'm glad he went that route. But ultimately... So I have three kids who are older, just based on our age. And you have three little kids. Mm -hmm. And maybe one of these kids will somehow get involved in this, you know, as time goes on, as we'd like to have a a legacy of a firm that does just sort of our, like you were describing, our philosophy. Well, and... uh, And that's really to work with people, to be the people who know what they're doing, who learn a craft. Financial planning, investment advice should be a craft, Oh, absolutely. Not this. This is we rail on this all the time. This sort of cold, heartless cookie cutter. You're just a number out there if you're a customer. Versus having to put together a game plan that's critically important to make sure you have money the rest of your life. That is not so cookie cutter. That involves learning a whole bunch of dis- disciplines in investment and insurance. And these are the things that you have to actually be interested in what you're doing and to and to care. Uh, about, you know, it's not just trying to pick the best stock. It's not even close to that. Well, and and that's what a lot of people will ask. They'll say, oh, do you do estate planning? Do you do taxes? Do you do, you know, things like that where you say, no, I'm not a CPA. I'm not an estate planning attorney. But all of those things tie into an overall financial plan. I mean, if you don't understand the tax impact to taking withdrawals from different types of accounts and when you take those, it, you know, you can't put together a good overall plan. Um, and one more thing that came up in my mind as you were talking there is we'll often meet people where their financial advisor is a friend, a colleague, maybe even a family member. We've had people where their brother was their advisor and then their brother retired. 
And what happened? They got shipped off to some other advisor, some junior advisor at the same firm. And maybe they were okay, maybe not, but they didn't really have that same connection. And that advisor didn't have a really good understanding for their situation. So we'll often say, and usually you're talking about me, because I'm 36, right? so I'm a lot younger than all of our clients. And that's a good thing, because they can know that I'm going to still be in this business throughout their lifetimes. And if we ever went this route of bringing in one of our kids, then they'd know that that continuity right. would stay there even longer. Yeah, so hopefully that's it. Eric, so maybe someday you'll be doing this show with Steve. <laughs> so it'll be Steve and then Eric, and I'll be... Maybe one day you'll let me in, and I'll, I remember when I used to do this. Where am I? But, no, so someday that might be you and all this. You know who's a good model for all this stuff? Uh, on yesterday, on Mike Collins. Oh, Mike yeah. and James, who, yeah, yeah. you know, is basically doing that stuff. And, you know, they, what, what can I say? Good model. Doing the estate planning the way they want to do it, keeping up the uh, the family thing within all that. But ultimately, it's the philosophy and how you deal with people that I think the best businesses do. And I think a lot of them are longtime family businesses, so we'll see about that. All right, Eric, that wasn't too bad nope. for your first time. You didn't talk out of place. You didn't breathe in the mic. You didn't do any of the things that, uh, that were bad. Didn't drop any curse words. So our seminar is Retirement Strategies for People Over 55. It is... Coming up in June, Tuesday, June 14th at Clyde's and Tyson's Corner, or Wednesday, June 15th at Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland. As always, we do a dinner and talk that starts at 6.30. It's completely free of charge. And if you'd like to come, register on the phone line, 888-582-4582, or on the website, planforlifenow.com. Again, it's Retirement Strategies for People Over 55. Really, our talks are designed for the people we think need a financial advisor, which means you're at that age, you're close to retirement. You have 401ks, you have maybe a TSP, 403b, whatever. But what you probably don't have, especially those of you who are your attorney, you're a doctor, your salesperson, you don't really have a pension. Yeah. And you have to put together a game plan. You're over the age of 55. You may be working less at 65 or 66 or retired. How does your money actually, how are you going to make that nest egg last the rest of your life? Well, and people ask, you know, well, why do you call the seminar, you know, retirement strategies for people over 55? Well, because that generally is the time frame when people wake up and have this feeling, gosh, I'm not going to work forever. Maybe at some point I'd like to retire. And if I'm going to do that, I've got to figure out how all this money that I've saved, how that's going to work together to help me produce income in retirement. So, again, it's Retirement Strategies for People Over 55, Tuesday, June 14th at Clyde's and Tyson's, or Wednesday, the 15th of June at Normandy Farm in Potomac. If you'd like to come, go to the phone line, 888-582-4582, or our website, which we've just recently revamped. Mm-hmm doesn't do much for me, but it, it works better, I think. Yeah, well, come on, Dave. we got to stay up with the times. We've got to be mobile-friendly. We've got to do all those things. Uh, you and Eric will work more on that. <laughs> 888-582-4582 or planforlifenow.com, 888-582-4582. Or, yeah, go to our website, which is easy to navigate, planforlifenow.com. We'll be right back. Sure. 
Plan for Life Now with Dave Murray and Steve Kiliani. Welcome back to the show. You know, and during the break, Ken was basically saying, you guys talk about retirement, but like, what does that mean? <laughs> do people actually do Ken that? was inferring that he's never going to retire <laughs> or be able to. I think Ken might want to retire, be able and want to, but that's what Ken's talking about is what everybody's talking about. We hesitate to even... We look at retirement planning as basically working less planning, but still people are working longer and longer. You have something about that. Yeah, I mean, the, we've actually just recently broken a record for the percentage of people over the age of 65 who are still working. And this is interesting because, well, clearly this coincides with all the baby boomers you know, getting older. And it's not surprising to me, and I don't think it really should be to anybody, why they're working longer. I mean, we've just gone through two major financial crises in the last 15 or 20 years between the tech bubble and, um, you know, the housing crisis in 2008. But uh, you can look here at the, the percentage. You can look here. You can't look at anything. I can look here at the charts. This is on Bloomberg last week. And if you look in 1982, the percentage of Americans over the age of 65 who were still working hit its all-time low down at 11%, right? Now we're above, what is that, above 19%. And it it doesn't show any signs. Yeah, I mean, it's double. It's almost Almost double double. the percentage of people who are working. And, I mean, the answer for it is, is pretty obvious. The shift in companies putting that liability from themselves, having a pension for an employee paying for that pension, assuming that liability, they've shifted that to the employee. And now, you know, the joke that they have on here, instead of saying 401k, they say 401 no way, which, you know, it's not the funniest thing I've ever heard, but <laughs> no, it really isn't. <laughs> it's it's right it's right there, 401 no way. And it's basically and Bloomberg is usually known for their comedy writing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bloomberg has a lot of sitcoms coming out of Bloomberg TV. Um, But, I mean, they've got all these statistics that show you that people don't have enough saved in their 401k. They don't have enough money in IRAs, other things like that. So what choice do they have but to continue working? Um, And combine that, combine the fact that they don't have enough money with another thing that we talk about an awful lot, which is simply people living, I don't want to say too long, that sound, right. makes it sound bad, but living longer. Right. And, I mean, this was another thing that I brought here to talk about today. It was a, one of these question and answer where somebody said, hey, my financial advisor is wants me to assume that I live to age 100. How ridiculous is that? And frankly, our answer would be, it's not ridiculous. Right, because we want our clients to assume they're living to 95. I mean, we use 95 as a base case, but 100, no, that's not crazy. I mean, it's not that far off from 95. And you've got to plan on living for a long time. And here's here's a big reason why I think you should plan for this. Because here's what a lot of people will say. Uh, they will say average life expectancy is um, right now... If you live to 65, average life expectancy is about age 81 or so. So you say, okay, you know, 81, there's no way I'm going to live to age 95. Well, let's break that out 
by either education level or your income. So this Bloomberg article, they break it out by education level. I think it's a little more accurate to do it based on income, but I'm sure they're pretty highly correlated. Um, if you're in that highest income bracket, you're probably going to live five to six years longer than average. Right, because you're getting medical attention. You go to the doctor once a year. <clears throat> right. If something, you, something's wrong, you, I mean, you probably you have can't a better go diet. by the average. Right. But the reality is, I mean, just look around you. I mean, my, let's start with my, both my parents are alive. They're 80, uh, 81 and 80, respectively. My mother-in-law, as I've talked about on this show a lot, has Alzheimer's, and she's going strong physically at 82. She's a, in battling severe Alzheimer's right. and is going strong. Um, you all have your own anecdotal things, people listening to this, because we are just living longer, and medical science is getting better and better at that. And I mean, this is totally me making something up without medical evidence. Okay. Here comes Dave saying something sure, that has AMA. no medical evidence to what I'm about to say. But it's just what I've seen. Hmm. If you don't die from a sudden heart attack or cancer, expect to live a very long life. Okay. As these are the two things. And, but what's going on? Even, we're better at dealing with your heart and, well, and being ahead say, of the game. Yeah. And we're certainly getting exponentially better as every year goes by with with you know living through certain cancers i mean did you, you know. see that piece on 60 minutes last week no. about i mean this was this is a complete aside here but just give me 20 seconds i'll give you more it than was that. uh it was talking about the duke cancer center fighting brain cancer by injecting polio into people's brains and by injecting polio it was causing their own body to fight the cancer more aggressively what is that incredible? That must have just been some day in the test lab. It <laughs> I mean, it must have spilled something. I think, oh. I think oh, the kids geez. were just getting stoned, and they said, well, why don't we just try some polio in there with the rats? What's the worst that could happen? And they stumbled on it. I mean, that's incredible. But, I mean, that's just one small example of medical science keeping people alive. So our seminar is Retirement Strategies for People Over 55. And what are we doing? We're trying to make your money last, and it has to last a long time. Tuesday, June 14th at Clyde's and Tyson's. Wednesday, June 15th at Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland. Our dinner and seminar are completely free of charge. If you're interested, starts at 630. If you're interested... The phone line, 888-582-4582, or register on the website, planforlifenow.com. 888-582-4582, or planforlifenow.com. I'll give it one more time, 888-582-4582, or you can always register on our website, planforlifenow.com. We'll do a little news and traffic, and then we'll be right back. Plan for Life Now with Dave Murray and Steve Kiliani. Welcome back to our show. Thanks for joining us again. Whatever you're out there doing, we're going golfing after today's show. But I don't know what. That's why Eric was here during the first segment. If you missed Eric, oh, well. You can listen to the podcast. Wow, he's pretty riveted by the uh, the content that we've been going through. He's playing words with friends <laughs> he is so over there. Or that he's just like, what? <laughs> Somebody mentioned me. Yeah, but you can always podcast this and listen to the first segment and then right. say, why did they make me listen to that? 
<laughs> um, but I, a seminar's coming up, just in case. The easiest way to come to, you know, you know we do these every month. The easiest way to find out about them is to go to our website. We actually did revamp our website. I think it's easier to navigate. It looks better now. Mm-hmm. Um, I had nothing to do with it, so I'm not taking any credit whatsoever. But it's certainly easy to use, navigate, find out about us. Should look we at mention, our upcoming We also talks. have a Facebook page as well. Absolutely, I, Steve. I not, Tell us more about the Facebook page I've never been no, on. I, I, uh, I, I wish I need to be more. I really do need to catch up. Well, I'm At some point, I do have to actually catch have up a with knowledge. Technology. I mean, I, I understand the radio biz. I feel like I'm like Hardin and Weaver of financial planning. <laughs> don't worry the audience understands that one so basically tell them about our facebook page no i don't know what to tell you really i haven't <laughs> we just i mean i don't think we have anyone following it yet and i haven't we haven't even promoted it to existing clients to friends to anything but you can search for capital retirement strategies you can like the page and what we're going to do in theory is start <laughs> now we are going to what? What? And start posting articles and posting Good. things if we talk about you know, stuff I just talked about here, about the, the Bloomberg, uh, you know, column. Well, that's going to be right there on the Facebook page. You want to see that? You can, you can go right there. You don't have to hunt around for it yourself. Um, and we'll post links to, you know, the radio show and their podcasts and things like that. And if you want to come to our June seminars, you can also go to the old school website. Right. Planforlifenow.com. And if those dates make sense for you, Retirement strategies for people over 55, Tuesday, June 14th, Clyde's, Wednesday, June 15th, Normandy Farm, dinner and seminar free of charge. Go ahead and register on the website, planforlifenow.com, or the phone line, 888-582-4582. So we're going to talk now about this article, An Investor's Credo to Live By. I'm reading off Steve's sheet here. What would mom buy? Hmm. Okay, let's see, because I know some of this. I hope that's not going along the lines of, Mom, that makes it sound super conservative by the nature of that title, but go ahead. What was no. this article about? I didn't read it. Yeah, I didn't really like that headline because, I mean, not that I had anything to do with the headline. This was an article in the Wall Street Journal, but that, that makes it sound like what would mom buy. Right. It, it really should be flipped around more so. What would I sell to my mom or what would I have my mom invest in? Right. Right. Which is, you know, if we take a step back here, you probably, if you've been paying just a tiny bit of attention to the financial industry, I know you guys aren't all knee-deep in it like Dave and I are, but you've probably heard something about this fiduciary standard out there, Department of Labor, Tom Perez. It's kind of all floating out there. You've heard this a little bit. Right. A couple weeks ago, we mentioned that in the beginning of our seminar. People just like, no, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's so strange when you're in an industry and you just feel like, oh, my gosh, this is groundbreaking. But some of and you everybody certainly. else is, no, oh, okay. Um, well, the whole idea behind the fiduciary standard without breaking it down to the nth degree is holding advisors accountable, holding advisors to a standard where they have to act in the best interests of the client. And that's the whole, the basic idea. But what this article is talking about is an effort by a number of asset management firms that wanted advisors to sign this code of conduct, not anything official or through the government, basically just to, to say, hey, we are going to act in the best interests of our clients. And this was an effort that was undertaken uh, by the CFA Institute, that's for Chartered Financial Analysts, 
about a decade ago. And they've been working on this, and they've been taking out full-page ads in the Wall Street Journal. They've been paying all this money to do this. And does it surprise you, Dave, that a lot of firms aren't willing to sign this? I mean, it that doesn't a lot surprise of me at all. Um, I just don't understand. Again, that just comes back to worried about legal. Of course. So, you know. But here were a couple of things that I thought were very interesting takeaways from from this article talking about these firms. And this is really talking more on an institutional level where you've got pension funds and you've got, you know, things like that. Um, but they they had this the data from this study here that says that only 51% of individual investors and only 41% of institutional investors were very likely to recommend their advisor to a friend or family member. Hmm. So let me let me say that again because I, I think we're going to get to the heart of something that a lot of people are feeling but might not actually verbalize. So only 51% of individual investors were very likely to recommend their advisor. So that means that you kind of have these lukewarm feelings about your advisor you don't really want to recommend them to a friend or family member. And why is that? I have my reasoning, but you go ahead and tell me what they well, say. I'm going to say what what they break down to is the underlying reason is that they feel that the financial system, the industry, is sort of set up against them. And that maybe they're getting ripped off. Maybe they're, I mean, maybe ripped off is too strong of a word. Maybe they're not getting a great deal maybe the the industry's not doing something in their best interest and they'd rather not drag a friend or family uh, member I think into that, that could be I, I mean i'm not going to argue if they did a survey but I, I think there could be something to that well what's your take on why that would be what's my take um let's see i think for most people i think there's I think for most people, it's basically they're expecting when you get a financial advisor that you're and, and you're invested in equities that your money's always going to go up. And when it doesn't go up, I mean, you have enough common sense as a consumer to understand that it's not always going to go up. Yet the fact that your money went down occasionally does not make you want to recommend somebody sure. because, like, you know, sometimes your money's going to go down. So why would I? So may some people may be educated enough to know about the ups and downs. In fact, I think a lot of you are out there listening. So that you're not, you don't know what the temperament's going to be of someone you would recommend someone right. to, knowing how things go up and down. I, I think just in general, well, the notion that wanna... even with a financial advisor, there's going to be some years where your money goes down. You know, is there still value in the advisor? Oh my gosh, yeah. Now, having said that, even within the ups and downs I described, there's more landmines there's one thing to go down a little along with markets that are down in other words you lost some money in 2008 you can't be too upset at your financial advisor you can or can't be but what about did you lose all your money in other words were you in so in other words now we have so many nuances to it that you can certainly understand i think 50 percent is okay. good I actually think that that's, you know, you that, think that might good. be a testament to part of the industry, but I think there's so many flaws in the financial planning industry, personally, that, uh, you know, I can understand why there'd be other issues. I, I think there are a whole bunch of other issues. Maybe we'll talk about what, okay. why well, we don't feel, I mean, but, I think we get very good feedback from our clients. Um, yeah. I know we've got a lot of referrals from them, so I, I don't know. 
But, I mean, let me get to the crux of this article here, because, I mean, it kind of goes off in so many different directions. The crux of it was having an advisor, having an asset manager who would invest the way that they're recommending you invest for their own mother. If they're held to that standard there, where you say, listen, I think this is a good investment, blah, 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 and my own mother has her money invested in that, now, I don't know how how do you hold somebody to that standard? I mean, anybody can go out there and say that. Again, I, I'm sorry. I get too into what we would actually do to agree with that. My own mother may have a different financial situation than okay. your mother or someone else's Fair mother. Enough. But the reality is a, a one way to sort of look at this is, you know, do you are you doing is the advisor doing for themselves in general if they're in a, a similar circumstances they're recommending to a client? Right. That's a, I think that might be worth noting or looking at you know let let me take this from a different direction because we had somebody ask us a question at the last seminar that i thought was a really good question and and she said hey you know i'm here at the seminar really enjoyed it it's good seminar thanks for this guys um i'd like to meet with you but i'm kind of struggling with this idea of turning over some control of my assets you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak and I just, gosh, I want to have my fingers in there, but I also know that there's value to having an advisor. How do I get over that hurdle? How do I get over that hill of, uh, I don't know if I can turn over control. And my response to her was purely through a, an education process. You know, by understanding, you know, we break down every financial plan, every set of recommendations, we break it down into different categories as far as how we're planning on investing for income, for growth, and for capital preservation. And by understanding how we're doing each one of those and why we're doing each one of those, I think that brings uh, gets a lot of people to say, okay, yeah, I feel comfortable with that. And I think that's that's really what you should be looking for. Um, is someone who will take you through that process, help you understand, and you know, and do it in a way that yeah. makes sense. Our seminar, we talk about a lot of this stuff in the seminar. Our seminar is Retirement Strategies for People Over 55. It's Tuesday, June 14th at Clyde's and Tyson's Corner, or Wednesday, June 15th at Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland. Our talk is really set up for people you know, who who basically you're getting to the age of 55, 60, early 60s, what have you. You know, you're either just retiring or you're looking at retiring as now. And what is retiring? Well, that could be working for less, but that could be freedom. Mm-hmm. Like what we're trying to do is establish, let's say by 66, as, as throwing out an age or whatever age you're thinking about, 66, 70, whatever. You want some sort of version of financial freedom where you can, if you're going to continue to work, it's not going to be at the high pressure, high commute level that you're currently doing. Or you're just flat out don't want to work at all. So how do you get this 401k or whatever, IRAs, all your retirement assets in order to be able to accomplish that? Well, for many of you, for most of you, part of that money is going to have to generate some income because Social Security is not enough. Right. And and most people, like we've talked about, are in this position now where they either don't have a pension or they have minimal pension. Um, and this is what we see an awful lot. People say, well, gosh, I worked for one of the defense contractors for years and years. I've got a little bit of pension from 
Boeing, Lockheed, Northrop, General Dynamics, Raytheon, whatever. I've got a little bit of pension from there, plus my Social Security. Now I've got the rest of this money, and it's got to help me figure out, or you guys have to help me figure out, how do I generate income? How do I keep growing my money? Because, like you said, I plan on living to age 95. And then how do I have enough money there for safety as well? Retirement strategies for people over 55, Tuesday, June 14th at Clyde's and Tyson's, Wednesday, June 15th, Normandy Farm Restaurant, Potomac, Maryland. Our dinner and seminar completely free of charge starting at 630. You can register two ways. One's the phone line, 888-582-4582, 888-582-4582. The other is our website, Plan for Life Now. Dot com 888-582-4582 or go to our website planforlifenow.com we'll be right back welcome back to plan for life now 105.9 fm and am 630 wmal Welcome back to the show. Did not time out the show the right way. So, but basically, back to the last break. For you new listeners, you didn't hear that. But you know what? Bottom line is, I think when it comes to our seminar retirement strategies for people over 55, when it comes to the work that we do uh, at Capital Retirement Strategies, What's different? What's different about you guys than the other 17 shows on the weekend here? <laughs> um, I think what's different is that, and this doesn't pertain to all the shows, but some of them, we're not pushing at the end of the day one product or one way of thinking when it comes to investing. Because um, ultimately, everybody's different and everybody requires a different strategy, which is yeah. why we call our firm Capital Retirement Strategies. And, and that requires digging into your situation first and then not being biased against whether annuities, ETFs, long-term care insurance, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, but just using these tools to to really achieve what you're trying to do without a bias. I, I love the tools in the toolbox analogy. I know we might beat that into the ground a little bit, but I, I think it makes sense. I mean, you've got to look, when you're trying to deal with your overall financial situation, you want to have all those tools at your disposal. And you want to understand when certain tools make sense and when they don't make sense. And a good advisor should, first of all, have access to all these tools. So what are all the tools out there? They're both investments and insurance. You've got to have access right. to both of them. You can't just have one or the other. Then you've got to have a good understanding of right. the different tools. I think I see some who have access to the tools, but right. really pay lip service to some of them. Yeah, and they're going to cut their thumb off. You know, right. To, to use the analogy, you know, they're going to take that circular saw and, you know, lose a finger. So, but yeah, that's sort of the difference. And what, why that doesn't fit a lot of people's model by people, I mean, advisors is because they just sort of weren't brought up in the world of, Focusing on everything out there and then applying it. Why does that occur? Well, that's a whole long story that comes back to corporate America, quite frankly. And and how when you get into the business, a lot of times if you start with a big firm, they're going to say, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn this. You're going to be an expert at this. And if you make it through the ranks, then you become really 
It's not even on purpose bias. It's just this is how you grew up in the industry, you know, and you're focused on this, whether this be all insurance or this be all investments. But the reality of today's planning, but only the planning we care about, which is really people closer to retirement or in general in their, you know, say between the ages of 54 and 66 when we meet them, you know, this is a certain kind of planning that really does require a working knowledge of these various products and how to apply them and an independence, independence to be able to choose the right ones. Yeah, absolutely. And we think that that last piece that Dave hit on there, the independence, I think that's really important. And this goes back to in the third break, we were talking about, you know, investing the way that you would for your mom for a client. Um, I think to be able to do that, which is, you know, that's a complex to break down. To be able to do that, you have to be independent. You can't be beholden to some parent company. Yes. So our seminar, why do we want you to come to our seminar? Well, it just sort of lays out. You get to meet us. And if ultimately, if you decide you want to work with us, you're working with me, Dave Murray, and Steve there, Steve Killiani. You're working with us. Not people who work for us or anything like that, but it gives you a chance to meet us, to see in person what our philosophy is about. But most importantly, we do this talk that I'll mention in a second, and from 6.30 p.m., you're eating dinner while we're talking. We're done at about 10 till 8, and then we do a full question and answer, so you can get your questions, specific questions answered by us, mm-hmm. and then decide, hey, do I want these guys to follow up with me, as opposed to just sort of going into it blind. So the seminar is Retirement Strategies for People Over 55, Tuesday, June 14th at Clyde's and Tyson's, or Wednesday, June 15th at Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland. Dinner and seminar free of charge starting at 630. Register on the phone line, 888-582-4582, or on the website, planforlifenow.com, 888-582-4582, or planforlifenow.com, 888-582-4582. Or go to our website, planforlifenow.com. We're out of time. See you next Sunday.